Thanks for clicking on the Men of the Hour podcast. Your host, Justin Crawford here, and I have a very special guest today sharing loads of positive thoughts and dropping all the knowledge about relationships, building a brand, and discovering what it means to find happiness through your work. Gabriel Conte is our Man of the Hour, and we had loads of fun, got super deep about life's greatest, and now I think we're best friends, but I'll let you tune in to find out why. As always, thanks for listening to this show when you could have chose any of the other podcasts out there. Hope you enjoy this episode. Dude, thanks for being the man of the hour. Oh, dude, appreciate it. I feel honored that I'm the man of the hour, man. You're rocking your new merchandise. I'm not going to get into an interview without talking about the fact you just launched your Belong sweatshirt. I was on your Instagram 10 minutes before this interview. (laughs) Well, because think about it. You have this launching for the album, and then you have your apparel company and the coffee company, and you're doing everything. You and Jess have a YouTube channel. We're going to dive into all of it, but congratulations on the album drop, buddy. What what inspired Belong from the get-go? Um, yeah, so actually that's a pretty deep story. I, um, I had never written music myself and, um, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm a musician, so I play guitar. I grew up playing drums, um, sang, I did musical theater and stuff like that. So I was always involved in, in that kind of realm, but, uh, I never wrote myself. And then I went through a period of pretty bad depression and at the end mm-hmm. of 2018, beginning of 2019, I had to kind of just like pause everything just kind of like refine my purpose and stuff and just understand like why I was working on everything and, and giving myself that time at the beginning of 2019 and just like mental space allowed yeah. me to like refine clarity again and refine my purpose and stuff. But it also just gave me the gift of time, you know, to kind of allow myself to naturally work on whatever, whatever creative thing I wanted to put my hands to. And um, yeah, that was music ended up coming out of that. I started writing poetry just like writing all these like thoughts and like whether it was you know these dark thoughts that I was having or kind of more hopeful things or whatever I was kind of just putting stuff down on paper Mm. and um I don't know I was like okay well these are kind of like lyrics I guess let me try and make some music out of it so then that's what started that songwriting journey and um yeah then I was just writing and I didn't know if it was going to be like one single or maybe I you know have a few singles or an EP or something but uh, an album later, I was like, okay, I guess we're uh, dropping a debut album. <laughs> I want to talk about more of that later, man. The, the yeah. power of creativity with music is insane. And I will always tell people, I will never claim to be a musician. I try to sing a lot, um, but but there's, a, there's so much to musicians that I think people don't look at. We just look at the Instagram stories that you post on social or your next YouTube vlog with Jess. And, and nobody really knows that you're sitting here like in the recording studio, writing down music at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. Do you remember Vine? We got to talk about Vine, right? Cause oh, that, that's yeah. where you were first. He said, of course, dude, that's where I was like, that's where I was on the most. <laughs> yeah. I still think, dude, Jess still makes fun of me because I will think and Vine. if something funny happens, I'm like, oh, that'd be so funny if it was like this and filmed like that. And then, and then like, I come up with a vinyl and I still think that way. These like really short, like. <laughs> it's cause it's not the same anymore. TikTok is like, so if you compare Vine to TikTok now, man, have, have, has the production of what someone can do with their stupid cell phone changed? Cause it used to just be a couple seconds on a Vine, like damn, Daniel, that was it. Yeah, and then, right. But before you know it, dude, became freaking famous, right? What, mm-hmm. uh, uh I don't, I, I mean, I think that there's, it doesn't exist anymore for the most part, right? No one's Vine, really yeah, on it. Vine, 
Vine is no, Vine is no more. There's no app. Completely gone. Yeah. Yeah. But that's where it started for you. RIP, man. (laughs) Let's let's take it back there though. When you were when you were discovered on Vine and dude, you had you were getting like millions of views even back then compared to the millions of views now. Did you think just from an app you would have like uncovered all of this other social media celebrity so many years later? No, man. I I I knew so my approach to it, it was like it was half calculated, I like to say, because <laughs> I, I like no one knew where social media was going. Like and I started in 2013. Summer of 2013 was when I downloaded mm. the app. And I was doing, you know, it was for fun because I always liked making videos. Even in high school, I was like trying to film stuff and edit stuff. So Vine was a really cool, accessible way to just do everything from your phone real quick. You take a few shots and it puts together a six second video, you know? So that was a like entry level point that I was just kind of doing for fun. And Mm -hmm. that getting a few followers kind of turned it into this like, okay, I feel popular. This is fun, you know, (laughs) but seeing what some people were doing at that point because by the time i joined it had already been out for six months and people had i think people had hit over a million followers already and it was like a whole thing so at that point i saw people doing i didn't even know what they were called then but i saw people doing brand deals and i was like okay oh bitch can make some money on this thing they're they're like making some cash for sure so i over the course of that first year I, uh, of, of doing, uh, of doing Vine, um, by the, by the end of 2013. So six months later, six months yeah. into it, I had reached 10,000 followers, which was, which was great. Was a lot it, for me back then too. Yeah. Yeah. But like slow growth, you know what I mean? Compared to like, if you're, someone's getting millions and in, in six months getting 10,000, I wasn't competing at, you know, at the top level, I guess you could say. And then, uh, within the next six months, before the summer hit, the summer of 2014, I was able to get to 100,000 followers. Um, so that was a point where I was like, okay, I'm getting there. And I, my first brand deal was like 40 bucks. And I remember my mom like tells me the story all the time. She's like, I remember when you were walking out the door and you told me that I got my first brand deal for 40 bucks and I just like walked out. I don't even remember it. My mom like recalls that story perfectly and she tells it to me all the time. But at that point, during that year, I, I was already in college. I was at FAU, a local university from where I'm from down in Florida. I had auditioned at a bunch of schools to, to uh, try and major in acting. Uh, I got into, actually got into all the schools that I auditioned at, fortunately, but I chose to go to Florida State University because um, they, they have a really good acting program. And uh, yeah, and that, so, so I was accepted when I was still growing my following. Then summer hit, I, I knew I was going to FSU. And at the beginning of the summer, I decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to try and grow this thing as much as I can in the summer. My parents were like, go get a summer job so you can like save up a little bit. Like, for- no, I'm just want to post videos and make yeah, money that way. No, I was like, I'm going to do, and this, I don't want to like, <clears throat> when I go to school, I don't want to do like work study or yeah. work at McDonald's or something like that. I want to try and use this as a way to make money. And I, I hustled that summer. I was posting videos all the time, you know, trying to network with people, do the whole thing. And I ended the summer with 750,000 followers on Vine. And at that point I was able to actually make some decent money doing different, you know, promotional things. And I was, I was trying to like negotiate with companies. Hell yeah, you were, you got to get your coin. Yeah. So some of the, like, there were some people who, you know, they, they would, they had a certain amount of followers, but maybe they had twice the amount of followers, but my videos were performing as good, if not better than that. Right. 
Right. So I was like, hey, I know these people are making more. Can we like have a threshold system if my mm. video is many views? So I was like really trying to, you know, I guess finagle the system and make the most out of out of what I had built. So that ended up, you know, working out really well. Went to college. Um, but I was only at FSU for a year before leaving to LA. Mm. And then the rest is history, man. Uh, the rest has to be history because we have to get to all the history in a sec. I was, it's like, it's like studying a history book, learning about you because you've accomplished and been so good at so many things. I remember researching and I was like, listen, can I call you Gabby? I'm gonna call you Gabby. So I asked yeah, Gabriel guys, <laughs> I asked him, I said, do you go by Gabe, Gabriel? He's like, and I said, better yet, what does your mom call you? He said, Gabby. And I was like, oh shit. Cause you're right. It's Gabriel, right? Gabriel. So, so in, like my whole family speaks Spanish. So they, Gabi from Gabriel isn't weird in Spanish, yeah. but when you, you know, in English, Gabby. Well, is I guess, right. It is said a little differently too. Gabi and Gabby, two yeah, different yeah. things. But like, no, listen. So I actually had people who would hear my parents or my family say like the Spanish way, Gabi. Yep. And they would start calling me Gabi, like with a, an oh. O. But say it like American, like Gobby, you know. <laughs> so I have I have a bunch of, and then like then that just turns into Gabs and you know all the different nicknames that come from that. But right like, now, let, yeah, you can call me Gabby. Let's, let's go to Gabby. Let's yeah. do Gabby, bro. Wait, <laughs> you mentioned your mom. What would she say now uh, uh, about how much you're able to make a living off of like doing things on the internet? And we'll get again. Like, you have a company. You're doing all this other stuff too, and mm-hmm. the music. But if you had to just like think about the money you're making on internet, right? Social media, what would yeah. your mom say now to that $40 you, you were excited about back then? She, I mean, she loves it. That's why she brings up the story because she's she, like, pay for so, my mortgage. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She, um, I mean, she's just proud of Jess and I, and uh, it's, it's, I don't know. It's cool being able to, I guess, make your parents proud on something that they were so unsure of as well. Mm. And, but, but they were unsure, but still trusted me with it. Me going like, Hey guys, like I'm going to do this thing. And I know it's probably not what you want me to do, but I'm going to try it out. And I'm going to go for it. And they were like, okay, you know, like try it. Yeah. And, and being able to kind of prove myself in that way and have my parents, you know, look, look at me now kind of all these years later and be proud of me and stuff. It's really cool. I have a song about it in the album. It's called Proud. Proud. Yeah. Proud yeah. mom and dad. I hope you're proud mom and dad. Proud Jess, mom, mom, dad. I hope you guys are all listening to this. My foot's <laughs> cramping right now is why I'm kind of getting adjusted. Wait, <laughs> I'm serious, dude. I just bought new shoes. I hate that shit. You put new shoes on and your foot, your foot starts cramping. <laughs> He's like, what did I sign up for? Like you're, you're talking about your that? feet cramping. <laughs> what? it's gabby that's where you and i become best friends listen so you were only in college for a year most people would be like holy shit well, well, you even, the first year at fau then one year in acting school I but i basically started over when i went to fsu so then one year one place one year in the next and like and then just said screw it i'm going to la what was going on in your head from acting school to then make the decision that you're just going to drop it and be like eh, i don't really need this i'm gonna go to la well, I didn't, the decision was made. So I went to LA for the summer yeah. of 2015. And while I was there, it was, it was towards the end of the summer where I finally made the decision and called my professors and everything and, and like put it on pause. So and then I, getting I, out there pretty much called it for you. What, what changed your mind and in, in not going back to, to Florida? Um, I had, I, I signed with my managers 
and they were, you know, doing super well for me. And when I went out there in that summer, I was, I was definitely able to, um, I, I guess, prove to myself, even prove to my parents, they came out and visited. When, when I told them I wanted to stay, they came out and visited, they met my managers, they mm. saw, what was, you know, kind of what was happening and just to see what was going on and what I was doing. Sure. And, um, yeah, uh, I was able to just kind of show them and prove to them and, and to myself, like, hey, I can make this happen right now. So let me take this opportunity because it may never come again. Um, so and college was always there, you know. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I took that leap of faith and yeah, man, it paid off, which is, is wild. It's crazy now thinking back on it because um, if you were to tell me like my you know, senior year of high school self that you know, I'd be married to this beautiful Australian girl. We just, you know, we love an Aussie. Wait, I didn't even know she was Australian. I love this. This is only getting yeah. better, bro. Yeah, man. She's Australian, dude. Oh, good for you. Thanks, man. Thanks. This is great. You're living a good life. The, uh, you've always been interested in content though. Where do you, where'd your fascination for videos come from and how did that then flourish through all the stuff that you're doing now, man? Dude, I don't know. It just was, you know, when, was it, yeah, when like a kid is, you know, born to be some whatever, like a sing, like these, like these prodigy singers who were just like incredible. And you, mm. you like from three years old, they're singing or like singing before they're talking and you hear those kind of stories. I always like, even like my parents' crappy one megapixel flip phone cameras, I was grabbing those just trying to take huh. photos or videos or whatever it was. Um, and I, I don't know, I just always had a fascination with making content and, um, it's cool that Vine came out at the time that it did because it made it really accessible. And, but I was already like filming videos with my friends, um, you know, like on Windows Movie Maker, just like trying to put stuff together, just like trying to ball on a budget, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, that's yeah. like, that's the journey of content creating. You start by doing it and listen, dudes, how, like, because I remember when I was in college, it was the same thing. You didn't get paid for shit. You make all these beautiful videos. You can do as many video projects as you want. Luckily, we were doing them in school. And for mm -hmm. you, it's like you were in acting school. So I'm sure you were doing that plus content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? But like, there's something to be said about the indefinite time it's going to take uh, to, to get your content seen. You were posting every single day on Vine and then now you have like a consistent following and fan base enough to like keep everything up and, and flowing. But for mm -hmm. a lot of people, it's like, if they want to be creative content creators, creative content creators, triple C, that could be a thing. There we go. Uh, let's start a new brand. <laughs> hey, you're about starting brands, bro. So am I. Let's, let's start it. Triple C, yeah. right? <laughs> He's over here sipping on his coffee. Like, what is this coffee you're drinking? You're drinking alcohol this early in LA? You are. <laughs> No, 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 bro. No, I actually, I actually don't drink. I don't drink, actually. Okay, everybody who's been on the show, you guys make me sound like a fucking alcoholic. So, like, I've actually, you're the, <laughs> listen, Gabby, you're the fourth or fifth guest in a row that I've been really? like, alcoholic beverage, favorite alcoholic drink. Hey, you want to do toast at the top of the Zoom call? And everybody's like, no I don't drink. Listen, that's not, that's not a bad thing. That's a beautiful thing. It's no, no, no. That a no, lot I like that, but that's very rare, I it's, feel like. No, okay. But that's, listen, I think we get, we're onto something here with the men of the hour. We bring very influential men to the show, for example, right? Guys who have celebrity, guys who have a lot of talent, a lot of companies, what have you. And uh, the common thread might be like, cut the alcohol out. It might be a little bit of a distraction because for many reasons, people don't drink. It's like, you want to look good, 
for your next shoot as an actor, as a model, or you might want to look good, uh, uh, just like feel good. You might yeah. want to to get away from like too many parties and saying yes to alcohol all the time. And there's yeah. a lot of reasons people say no, but you are like the very, you're keeping the trend going. So now I will need to keep right. that trend going and stop drinking. I'm going for champagne after our Zoom call, but that's okay, right? Um, <laughs> work, yeah, work. That's, that's classy, that's classy. <laughs> classy, I freaking love it, dude. When so more on content though. So your YouTube channel, mm -hmm. when did this start? Because when you started vlogging, that's an entirely different journey as a content creator, showcasing you and Jess's life. And, and something I can't help but ask you is having a million people watch your guys's vlogs. Is there a separation or is it like, all right, it's time to get to work and like tape our lives. But now we're like showing people our lives and then making money on showing people our lives. Like what is all of that about? How did it come to life? And then, you know, ultimately are you enjoying it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that is a really good question actually. Cause at the beginning it started, uh, we had more time on our hands. So at the beginning it just started with doing it casually, I guess, mm. working hard at it, but there was, there was really no other obligations that were uh, battling for our time, if that makes sense. So as that grew and the career grew, different opportunities come. Mm. You have an idea for a brand you want to start. You start, you know, working on music, act, whatever the things are that you, you know, start falling in, like the different verticals of, of business and art, entertainment uh, sphere. The time is, you know, you only have so much time in a day, yeah. time a week, and all those things are, you know, competing for uh, your time and energy. So mm. um, now it is our typical day to vlog now is on is on Tuesdays on the back half of the day we spend like basically noon the rest of the day filming and vlogging and kind of trying to we have to block it out so other things don't take up that, that time of course but we have then then it kind of like falls back into that okay we have this free time during this pocket to just live our lives and film it during this time and do this you know this vlog today mm. um in this free window of time that we've given ourselves for, for this. So it, the, the time aspect is more calculated. I'm making sure that we have the time there to do it. Um, and yeah, it's, uh, hmm. and we're trying to stay, you know, you're trying to stay consistent with it. So it's every Saturday, the video goes up and uh, we have an editor who's helping us now just to make sure we can stay on, on top of it. Um, hmm. So it, um, it's, it's a, you know, it's a growing thing. Like the, the business evolves and, and it mm. grows the content evolves and stuff. And we kind of just got to learn to, to adapt with it. Cause, um, especially in the content world stuff turns over so fast Yeah, that, you know, you could be popular today. I was just going to say you're hot today and then out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, um, you, you really got to, I mean, it's, it was just like a learning experience of learning how to manage your time, learning how to manage um, the platform that you're on, the changes in algorithms, all that sort of stuff. There's Man. there's different like external factors that can really shuffle the cards a bit, and you just got to learn to play with the the hand that you're dealt. You know. And over a million people have stayed with you this entire time. Kudos. You yeah, man. Doing something right. Thank you, man. Yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy. You know, it, it, as you live that life, and that's like your life. For, speaking to me, as that's my life. It you know. Yep is normal because it is normal for me, but really in retrospect, I'm kind of like trying to look at it from a, a, another person's perspective. It is, we're very fortunate to, you know, be in the position that we're in and, you know, be able to have people that keep up with us and, and 
love our life and what we do and be able to like speak into them, especially about relationships and stuff. A lot of people. I was just going to say that's where you guys probably got a lot of people interested. It's that people are interested in seeing how like you with your Latino background and your Australian girlfriend smiling is like, yeah, I know I got some real shit. Cause you guys are like blending (laughs) worlds together. Better yet. I have an actual thought. Zach King came to the show. I know you're familiar with him. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. So sick. I'll link the two of you. The, uh, He's half Asian mm-hmm. and anybody listening right now, this is not an exclusive. It's very proprietary. I don't even know if it's like going to come to life, but half breeds, right. Always get this flack of like, Oh, you're never like Latino enough. And you're never Australian enough. That's an interesting mix. Your baby's gonna be really cute. You have, do you have? No, no, no. So a baby that you may have seen is my nephew. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, my brother, like, my brother. Here I am on Instagram and I'm like, what is Gabby doing lately? And I'm seeing children. I'm like, oh, what happened? So yeah. but your children will look really cute. And I say that because like okay. biracial kids, Gabby, are like something else. I'm yeah. biracial. I think I'm good looking. I'm not that good looking. Like Zach King's good looking, right? But anyway, the reason Bro, I, I was about to say it's a pleasure just having you on my computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> The reason I say that is because like, I want to, in the future, talk about biracial uh, people, right? The best of both worlds rather than yeah. not having enough of one or the other half. Anyway, just wanted to drop that in here. Yeah, no, dude, I, lo- I love that. It, it is cool seeing how, um, I, mean, I guess, in, in the effort of like curbing racism and all that stuff, mm. uh, seeing all bi- biracial couples meeting and like, there's, there's not like, this group of people in that group of people anymore and for so long have you ever heard but maybe in la uh, they say it a lot here in new york city at one point there may not be one race to a person so for example if you look 50 years from now people would have had children with so many different types of people to the point where ultimately again and to use the word indefinitely it's just going to happen we're going to see many 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 races in one person Dude, I love that man. I mean, even I know it's awesome. It's so cool, dude. The and you're gonna your your baby's gonna be a product of that, dude. I mean, yeah, I'm. I love it, man. Because even myself, like I'm, I'm Cuban, Colombian, Spanish, and those are like the main three. But then, like, I have some French and Italian and different, like, different a few different like South American, just like different things. But they're all mostly, you know, Latino. But I. It's just going to be cool, like taking that and then my wife's Australian background mm. with like German and Welsh that she has and different stuff and kind of, you know, having some biracial children. <laughs> That's it, dude. Yeah, man. You bring up this concept of time. I would keep going down the questions I already had because I had to, because you, again, you're an encyclopedia. Uh, I'm kidding. <laughs> in a good, in the best ways, you're an encyclopedia to, to, of inspiration. And, mm-hmm. and experience, wow, right? Thank you. But time, what are your thoughts on how you utilize time, especially since we've been in the middle of, of a worldwide pandemic now? How do you use time? How do you like to use time? Uh, when you look at a 24-hour day, what happens in the mind uh, of Gabriel Conte? 24-hour day. So I, I think the first thing I, I really like to make sure of is that I'm getting enough sleep, especially with um, my struggle with mental health and how that can creep up sometimes. Um, 
I, I try to make sure I'm getting close to, if not sometimes more mm-hmm. than eight hours of sleep a night. Um, cause I know if I, there's a lack of that, that can, that can mess me up a little bit if I, if I have a lack of sleep long-term. Mm. So that's, you know, my night is around eight hours of sleep. And as far as work, I used to try and just work so much, like every mm. breathing hour of the day. And, and I would, I fell into this really bad hole that if I was resting, yeah. I would feel like I was procrastinating and giving myself guilt for not re-energizing myself. Like there was like a guilt trigger. If I, if yeah. I the rest, it was like this little voice in my head. That's like, you could be working. You could be doing more. You're getting behind other people. And it was like a really bad spot mm. for myself. So um, just really making sure I have the vi- like definitive start. I'm starting working now. This is when I end work. I like put the bow on it for the day. I spend time with my wife, make sure, you know, I have time to like wind down at night so I can have quality sleep. Um, We, Jess and I take Saturdays off completely. Um, And, and we used to not to, but um, Jess and I are both uh, Christian and there's like a term called Sabbath, Mm -hmm. um, basically a day of rest. And we, decide to have that on Saturdays where we just rest and recuperate and we, and we don't work. Um, and sometimes that day switches around in the week for us, depending on if other obligations pop up, but we want to make sure we get, you know, a, a day of rest in our week to make sure we can recuperate and re-energize and spend time with family and, and, and friends and kind of have that day to just to, just to recuperate from, from our, our, usually busy schedule yeah and it's such mm-hmm. a you know, I mean and I say it because uh, I am Christian and have those values I do like say it from that perspective but strictly practical as well mm-hmm. even if you know you're not um Christian or anything have like resting is so important like it is very very important to make sure you can you can just kind of like regain your energy back and recuperate mm-hmm. and all that stuff um so I I highly recommend you know segmenting those those things um with like work and having your time to work and when you're working you're working really hard and you know that there's you know you're going to stop working at a certain time and it kind of gives you that you know mental goal that finish line every day that you can cross and then you go into like uh you're winding down or spending time with your family or friends or you Mm -hmm. know it's you know my wife at the end of the day and stuff but Yeah. yeah yeah just really trying to uh create some some rhythms in my week so it feels like a continual flowing thing and building really uh positive habits mm. through those that you know continue to benefit my life and the, the the lives of people around me through the way i'm able to structure my week i love how you bring up guilt because i think everybody feels guilty when they're chasing uh what i would think is bigger than themselves which is usually a career a goal an aspiration a company yeah. a, this, that, and the third, a dream. Mm-hmm. And it's like almost every waking moment you want to be working on that thing. But how many times are we looking in the mirror like, gosh, I'm tired and I just don't want to do it. And yeah. you look at the most successful people, you just said this. And it's like, no, I sleep eight hours a day. Have you ever been told because you do so much and I'm, I get told the same thing. People are often asking, oh, do you ever sleep? Like, gosh, you're always on and you're always on doing something new or you always have something up your sleeve. Uh, Have you ever been told that, I guess, from the outside looking in, what's your reaction when people 
either ask you if you don't get enough sleep or, you know, tell you you're doing so much and stuff? What's usually your reaction? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I tend to, at least I, I hope that I tend to brag about my team and, uh, just having the right support system. Um, my wife and I help each other, mm. you know, if she needs help with something, I, I try and be there, you know, for her, whether it's a deal or she needs photos, I'll, you know, go be her photographer or, you know, whatever it is, maybe I'll edit a part of a video that she needs. I mean, I don't do that a lot because she really likes to edit her videos, but whatever it is. And then even my team, my assistant is amazing. She yeah. takes care of so much, even, even in our personal lives, um, just, uh, both, both on the work side and just like, like having the, the right people around you too, mm -hmm. personally yeah. and professionally. Luckily for people like who work in media and entertainment, a lot of the people who work with you professionally, I had an IG live last night with my boys who were all in the industry, acting, yeah. music, whatever. And we were just talking about how, like when you work with people you really like, or you're just supported by people and professionally that just happen to play in your personal life too. It's you know? such a blessing. Man. It's yeah. I actually, I just started a podcast with two of my homies and yep. it is and it's been so fun. Like we're all, you know, taking different bits of the, the work and, and it's just, it's just so cool. Like working with people who you're so close with specifically in, in like entertainment and right. digital media and stuff. Cause I know a lot of people in like the business business world are like, I know they're friends. looking at us like, shut the hell up. I don't even have, <laughs> no, but I what know. I was, the, what I was going to say is that anybody can have that. I yeah. would, even if you and I worked in FinTech, ugh, like, <laughs> Or Wall Street. Ooh, no, I hate that yeah. stuff. Yeah, dude. Talk I talk about the stock markets and I'm like, wait, this what the supermarket? Where are we going? We're gonna get food. <laughs> People are like, oh, the stocks are changing and like Uber and what was that one that went up and hold on, I'm trying to think of uh dude, there's, was, there's, there's crypto right now. Is that no, what you're talking? Yes, no? but there was a company that went up in sales. Oh, uh, oh, uh, uh GameStop. GameStop. I knew it was random and out of this world. Yeah, yeah. So like when that happened, I was like, oh, what does that mean? Like, are people making money? Are they losing? I don't know that stuff. And I, I, I will own that shit because I don't want to yeah. know what it is, right? It's complicated. Yeah. But if, if, I, if you and I, people like you and I, it's all perspective and personality traits. If we were working in fintech, we would still probably find ways to work with people that we really like or yeah. to, yeah. you know, partner with friends that are, have similar uh, personality traits and stuff. And it's, it's always something you can find in a job or jobs, yeah. right? Especially when you're really intentional about the way you approach life as a whole, both personally and professionally. Mm. Uh, you know, that, that saying of, um, uh, what is it? Birds that flock together, stay together or something? No. I mean, in the same, in the same train of thought. Like, <laughs> There's so me, many sayings like that. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. That's one of my favorite sayings. Yeah. Say it again. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. Break that one down. So basically, it, I mean, it, it goes into that whole uh, theory that the five closest people who are around you, your five closest friends you spend the most time with is what you're going to become. So wow. if, you, if you're surrounding yourself, and that goes like what I was saying with being intentional with who you surround yourself with, people who are, you know, uplifting and, and how, you're, how you're saying you like to be around people with like this amazing energy, encouraging, like just yeah. uplifting community. Um, both in your professional sphere and your personal sphere, that's, you're going to grow with those people in the same direction that you're all headed. And if you're surrounding yourself with, you know, if your five closest people aren't, aren't driven, have, I don't know, for like me, like would have bad marriages or whatever it is, you're going to slowly, you mm. know, adapt to 
what they're doing because that's what you're surrounded by. And that's what you're going to know, you know, show me your friends and I'll show you your future that, uh, I would write it down, but then I would be over here, like focusing on my penmanship. Did you ever think about that whenever you write stuff down? Like, cause you're signing things now, right? Like you're Mr. Famous. Um, yeah, well, I haven't signed things in a while, man. It's uh, yeah, but your new album just came out. So I'm going to ask you for your signature when you send me okay. an album. There we go. Have you ever written and then you're like, gosh, I just pay attention too much to how nice it looks as opposed to like what oh, it is. Legit, legit. Yeah. Like a right lot of people suffer it. with that. I call it like calligraphy anxiety. <laughs> it's like you write and I'm yeah. always paying it down. I'm like, gosh, that looks really ugly. And I'm like, what am I Dude, even writing? So if I miss a letter when I'm like writing my to-do list, I'm like, oh gosh, but I'm like, I'm like, get over your pride, bro. Like just write just the, write it down. The net, I've always heard this and this makes more and more sense as we keep getting older. The uglier your handwriting, the smarter you are. My mom used to always say that. Oh, and she has, she has shit handwriting and she's smart, I guess. My dad has beautiful handwriting and I thought he was smart. So it's not, it's not for everybody, but for me, your mom was <laughs> trying to say that she was really smart. And... <laughs> There's really bad handwriting. I think yeah. it's just a cop up, right? Like if you have shit handwriting, you just know, oh, cause doctors, a lot of doctors have terrible handwriting. Oh it's like, what prescription did you just give me? I can't even read it. Thanks. You're going to freaking kill me. You gave me the wrong dose of like all this shit that I probably shouldn't be taking. No, no, no. That says this. It's the right formula. Okay. Well, your handwriting sucks. Kidding. Any yeah, doctor out there. Thanks for, thanks for working. Cause, uh, right. appreciate it, man. God. Yeah. Wild dude. Wild. You married at a very young age. I got to ask you about it. You and Jess, uh, here, here we are talking about like planning your babies and stuff, but you guys have been together for a minute, but it was at a very young age that you guys got together and then decided to put a ring on it. Yeah, man. Not so, common at all. And like, I no. guess in the world, sometimes, uh, listen, I was in Tennessee. That stuff is very common to anybody from Tennessee and like Southeast listening. Y'all be marrying each other very early. And that's a good thing. It's beautiful. But for the entertainment industry, because people are always working to your point earlier, like nonstop, they don't care. They care more about their network rather than, you know, the person that are dating. And usually it's just for fun. But you guys pursued each other quite early to be married. Yeah. Yeah. We got married. I was 22 and she was 20. Yeah. And now uh, four years and change. Yeah. So I'm 26 now and she's 24. And uh, yeah, man, it is, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, it's hard work, but it is, it's the best and we're, we're best friends. Aww. Yeah. It's awesome, man. It's awesome. I but uh, yeah, we met. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. So we did long distance from the U S to Australia. That's hard. Yeah. So that's why, that's why when we, cause we met at the beginning of 2016 and got married within, within a year. Um, and you know, it's quick, but like doing that long distance from so much happened. Australia. Yeah. It's like a 14 hour time difference or something like that. Yeah. Well, that's about the same as Japan too. That that's a struggle bus. Cause it's her night for her morning for you, vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But y'all yeah. did it. Yeah. When you marry so young, would you say that, uh, it, it's hard? What's the hardest part of being young and pursuing marriage with someone, even if they're your best friend, what's the hardest part about it? being young and pursuing marriage with someone what is the hardest part um hmm. i want to give a right answer for this um any answer is the right answer bro this is your life yeah yeah i mean i think really which sounds weird but but like the vetting process if that makes sense yeah because i and I just and I were actually just recently talking about this. I I approach relationships 
I kind of didn't want to waste my time with relationships unless it was going to be serious. I get it. We were going to together work towards marriage because that's like the goal. And, you know, with, with, you know, our line of work and entertainment and stuff, an unhealthy relationship will dramatic as, as a, as creatives too, like you, it really affects your work. Oh, it's a distraction. Work. It's, you know. yeah. Yeah. So much. So, um, I, approaching a relationship, I really just wanted to make sure that we were on the same page about a lot and just kind of like early on, even before we were dating, just asking questions of, of her opinion on marriage and her opinion on kids in the future. And asking you know, the questions that nobody asks usually within the first year, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just like making sure our values aligned and stuff like that. Just because, because if you're on the same page about things and, um, yeah, I heard, I think I heard Tim Tebow say something like this. It was, it was having your, your purpose in common. If you both have the same purpose in common, you'll be able to deal with the really hard, challenging things where if you just like kind of loosely date or, or fall into a relationship without um, truly understanding the other person and like the life direction that they want to go in, you can end up at some pretty difficult crossroads when, 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 you know, the rubber meets the road and wow. trying to figure out, you know, real life stuff. <laughs> um, so, so for yeah. us, specifically, our biggest challenge is where to live. My family's from Florida. She's from Australia. We have a career in entertainment, which technically now is anywhere, <laughs> but yeah, it's like dealing with with that dynamic is something that we're continually working through and trying to get more on the same page about. Um, but yeah, we know, we know that, um, our, like our ultimate goal isn't just the career or, or anything like that. Um, you know, we have our faith and, and like our personal lives and family, and that is what's most important. And we want our career to benefit our lives, not our lives to be for our career. Mm. You know? So, um, really approaching life in that kind of way and approaching our marriage in that kind of way and uh prioritizing that. yeah i don't know i could i could ramble on a lot about this kind of stuff but um really we have an hour <laughs> we have an hour no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, like making sure i guess all in all just making sure that you really have the same goals in common and a lot of people there's a lot of people when, when you're dating it's it's more for fun sometimes and you kind of don't ask those questions you can stumble into a marriage sometimes not even thinking through those things and thinking long-term, you know, man, wise words from such a young man. That's, that's, uh, that's deep because I, we also see that you and Jess are so happy. Do you think having had those conversations about life so early on and feeling like you guys got so deep so quickly, I'm all about depth, dude. Like we'll be best friends yeah. after this. Cause this is what happens on the show. Like all 34 <laughs> of you guys that have been on the show, like <laughs> I just become friends with, cause this is real yeah. shit, right? This is where, where real friendships happen. It's through deep conversation. But, uh, but in general with the two of you specifically, you and Jess, do you feel like having had those deep conversations early on has now allowed you to just really focus on pursuit of a happy relationship? Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it, it allows you in marriage, you that there needs to be the realization that you are on the same team. So when you approach any any fights or any little, I guess, any bickering or quarrels that happen, being able to kind of look at it 
from like a third person perspective, mm. you're like, okay, we're actually on the same team. We need to not be fighting each other. We need to be attacking the problem. Mm. You know? Yeah. And um, I, I think it's about perspective and then and then the way you, I guess, practically operate within that perspective. Sure. To to just solve problems that that arise in a marriage. But as far as like happiness and and I guess finding joy in marriage, um, yeah, man, it's uh I think it's it's really learning practical steps. Like I mentioned, um, mm. just like kind of learning practical steps that you can apply and and learning each other. Um, I heard mm. one time um, a, a guy who was like talking about being a husband, and he was basically saying, "You want to have a PhD in your wife. You, you need to know your wife and learn your wife and know." what makes her tick and what she likes and what she doesn't like and, and understand her. Cause that way you are going to be a better husband to better serve her and, and be with her. And that, that perspective is like, Oh my gosh, I need to like. Plus it makes it easy uh, when you guys go on quiz shows and you have to answer questions about <laughs> Jess and she has to answer questions about you. It'll make life really easy in that sense too. Trust yeah. me, one day that's going to happen. The two of you yeah. will get invited. Hey, how Fallon's well do you, <laughs> yeah. How well do you know Jimmy Fallon? You hear that one? Uh, yeah, Jim, yeah Jim, Jimbo, if you're watching, I'm, I'm sitting right here. Because <laughs> that's like, you guys have something so special. People are going to want to know how well did you have to understand each other to be so happy so early on to then, to then become married. More on your music really quickly. Beyond, or I was going to say beyond. Belong. Yeah. Belong. Mm-hmm. This is an album that I know took some time, took a lot of thought. Sounds like each track has its own purpose and mission to the listener. Um, I loved it. I loved the belong, which was the which was the first single on the album. And then you have Los Angeles and proud for your for your parents. You now have merchandise around the album, dude. You're doing the whole thing. Uh, but this was kind of grounded in your experience with depression. Mm-hmm. And it's something that we often, people talk about anxiety more than depression. And I'm like, guys, they go hand in hand. So like they you do. can't, yeah. you, anxiety leads to depression, mm-hmm. depression and anxiety are equal in some sense. I'm mm-hmm. no mental health expert. I will never claim to be one, but we've all experienced anxiety and then immediately have faced depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you feel like you're now coping with it? Uh, should you ever feel like you're in a depressed state? Where have you come, especially after launching a whole album? I would imagine that's very therapeutic to just write everything out and then have fans relate to it and be receptive of it. And like, that's fulfilling in and of itself. Mm-hmm. But to to really now think about how you deal with depression, if you've ever felt depressed uh, most recently. Yeah, man. Um, one of my buddies, he actually talked about it on, on one of our podcasts. Um, he, it's my buddy, Chad he's a huge fan of 21 pilots and um, one of their albums, I'm pretty sure it was one of the albums is called blurry face. And mm-hmm. the reason why it's called that is because uh, I think it was the, one of the guys in the band, that was the name that he gave his, his like depression and anxiety. Oh, got it. So he could identify it and know that, like you could give it a seat at a table and kind of like how I've been saying, approaching something from third person, kind of like approach it. Like this is, it, it's not a problem with me. It is this external thing that I deal with, but it's a voice that can influence me and it has a seat at the table hmm. and I can hear what it's saying. 
but there's other seats at the table as well and other people who are saying different things and what voice am I going to listen to? Got you know? it. Yeah. Uh, so, so kind of really understanding. And I think you, once you go through it, um, it's something that I've, I've, especially over the past few months, I've been really learning to kind of, I guess, master in a way is once those feelings arise and, and I start to feel that anxiety or, or whatever those feelings or thoughts may be, recognizing it right away uh. and and stopping and like just put a hard stop on what is causing it and do something that will combat it yeah. you know whether it's could be uh, anything spending time with my wife going outside and you know shooting some hoops mm. um praying whatever it may be to to whether like practically spiritually to really fend those thoughts and, and that sort of stuff off because I, I really had to recognize like my depression and this this goes back to like my faith ties and stuff like that so bear with me for a second but like my depression I I kind of understand that it's not a problem with me it is a way that I think the enemy Satan the devil whatever you you're you know demons whatever you, you want to call that 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 is kind of like an attack on my mind and and it is and i and I, under kind of like coming to that realization is like no it's not a problem with me like i'm i'm okay mm. these are external thoughts that are being that are being like pushed onto me that i can actually learn to defend you know what i mean mm. um, so that that's uh for those of you who kind of are christian or whatever there's yeah. some stuff and then some other practical stuff that i'd like to give spiritual yeah. and practical right that's yeah. what we get with gabby you uh the right I, you know? I wanted to life as a balance bro and something yeah. was i mentioned earlier too it's like you 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 take saturdays off i take no days off the only reason i take no days off for anybody We're listening not, you can choose <laughs> no days off no days off in the gym especially i take <laughs> one day off out of the gym actually but like some people operate differently with how they want to work I believe in your system. I believe, and my friends do it on Saturday and Sunday. And they're always like, oh my God, nah, nah, nah. like, you need to stop working on Saturday. No, no, no. It's just about like where you're putting your time and where you're putting your energy and where you're allotting a lot of that to per day. I think it was mm -hmm. yesterday. I was in the middle of the day. It was nice out, 70 finally in New York City. Um, really? Gosh, wow. finally. It's been so cold, dude. But, uh, I just went on a bike ride for like an hour and a half and I just didn't care about anything else. I was like, I'm going to go on a bike ride. It's nice outside. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, you know, and you got to give yourself flexibility. What did they always say? You have to give yourself permission to give mm -hmm. you like you, if you want Saturday, cause it's different when you have a wife and you guys have to make all these arrangements and you're probably doing a lot to like decompress and stuff on a Saturday, mm -hmm. some single 24 year old like me, absolutely the hell not. I'm just going to treat every day, you know, Paris Hilton, uh, I really hope she listens to this. I think it's the third time I've said this on this show. Really? <laughs> She's funny. So my mom used to always say two things Paris Hilton used to say. My mom listened. So like, I really want to say this. Shout out, mom. Shout out, mom. Oh, our moms would really get along, especially right. I, have a, I have a gut feeling. Shout out, give them the plug. <laughs> we have to. So she used to always mimic Paris Hilton. And there's, there's reasons why I'm saying all this bullshit. So Paris Hilton used to say, um, uh, treat every day like it's your birthday. That's, oh, I think great. it's trademarked. And then on the really? birthday note, 
on the birthday note, she would always be like, I think at some point there was a slogan of hers where she was like, happy birthday, bitch. And it just made like, it made it really, you want me to say that again? Happy birthday, bitch. Oh my gosh. Dude. And I died. And when my mom used to, so every birthday I'm like, and my mom's even like on the February 20th, I was like, happy birthday, bitch. And there's something about Paris was onto something many years ago. But the reason I bring up the whole idea of celebrating your birthday really is because you have the opportunity every day to be like, all right, I'm gonna spend two hours in the gym and treat myself. But I don't think yeah. life sometimes, right? Life, life doesn't have to be about treating yourself. Like, why are you hard on yourself? Why are you working 12 hours a day and then feeling like you have to treat yourself tomorrow? Yeah. You know, yeah. On, right. And the weight that you give things that sometimes don't deserve that much weight, you know, or mm-hmm. emotional, emotional weight, you know, cause you could be thinking like something is super important. I have to do this, get this done, but like, it may not matter as much as it, you're making it matter. Yep. And taking that off can alleviate just so much pressure and stress. So and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that all leads again, back to what we were just talking about, which is anxiety and depression. A lot of that comes from stress and pressure and yeah. you don't need to give it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I bring up the idea of depression and where your album probably was, was mm-hmm. grounded in because we have, we have new earth Yes, and we have grace coffee. I want to yeah. know about these companies, dude. I was looking on your Instagram pages for them. I'm huge fans. I'm literally going to get off this call. I told you to send me the link for not only your album merch, but I'm going to go buy new earth and grace coffee as oh, well. Appreciate it. Where did these come from? I know one of them are both faith-based for the most part. And what kind of like inspired both companies? And then how did you get them off the ground? Mr. Entrepreneur. Yeah. um so uh new earth specifically we had been doing uh just like you know you kind of start off releasing normal merch and whatever um and that kind of turn i was just kind of like taking that more seriously because i love i love clothing and and fashion and stuff so i was taking that more seriously and just like trying to make some cool designs and stuff and that led to me really approaching like the custom world of clothing and you know and, and that was its whole own thing. And I was like, man, I really need to turn this into like its own brand that could potentially exist outside of, you know, Jess and I's merch, you know? So I created New Earth and it's basically like, it, it, so it's a faith-based company. New yep. Earth is a, is a term from the Bible. Um, and I, I just loved it because it really, just the name itself really kind of says what the company is about everything is made ethically and we're trying to move towards really making everything like pretty sustainable and stuff like mm. that um and and that's like the goal for the company and the way we produce clothing mm. but um it, it's also w- with i guess the faith-based vision behind it is sure fighting for a, a new earth with you know we we donate to a company called aim Mm-hmm. Um, by international missions and basically what they do is they rescue women from human trafficking wow. and and they actually employ those women in different factories actually this bracelet that i'm wearing is from so this bracelet that i'm wearing is from that company and is made by women rescued from human trafficking and they have mm-hmm. jobs so they don't have to maybe go back into that line of work or whatever they're rescued and then given a support system wow yeah it's a really the company's really cool and i really believe in their mission so kind of like that ties into our donating to them 10 percent of all profits to them uh, really helps us continue and to 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 fight for that mission um, Mm. of, of a new earth you know what i mean kind of like usher that idea forward then the coffee company 
Yeah, man. So, so similarly, we have a, so it's a subscription-based coffee company. It's called Grace Coffee. Yep. And um, it's named after my mom. Her name is Grace. There's a big like story behind it. My mom actually has HIV and that whole story is pretty crazy um, with, you know, how her and my dad met and me and all my siblings should have HIV, but we don't and kind of like mm. crazy. And that's how my family kind of like found their faith. Got it. You know? So um, mm. that whole crazy story. My mom was afforded a lot of grace in her life. So we uh -huh. thought it'd be really cool to name the company Grace Coffee and um, use this subscription-based coffee company mm. to help children in need. In, in developing countries. So basically every, a portion of every coffee subscription goes to a specific child, helping sponsor them through a company called Compassion International. Mm. Compassion International helps they bring education and, and um, you know, clean water, food, all of that. And, and the normal system is, um, you know, like someone would pay to sponsor a child at a specific price per month. Mm. And then it's a monthly thing that you're helping, you know, give support to this child who needs it. Um, but we're trying to kind of uh, approach it a different way where we have, but so uh, Jess and I have um, two sponsor children and then my, my brother. So I started Grace Coffee with my brother. Mm. Um, when I say we, that's, that's what that's about. Um, and my brother and his wife sponsor their own children. And my family is always kind of like sponsored through, through Compassion International. So it's cool being able to work with them directly and um, have these coffee subscriptions go towards sponsoring children. So that's what the whole, whole um, I guess, business model uh, is about. Yeah. Sounds like a, a purpose-driven business model. Yeah, man. Right? Really uh, trying to try, I'm just trying to tie purpose into everything that we're doing. Cause like, I love that. You know, clothing is so sick. much. What's the point of, you know? Yeah. It's the clothing. same goes for anything goes for this podcast, your podcast, your, 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 you know, anybody who creates anything, it's like, if you don't have a purpose to it, then your customers aren't going to feel anything when they purchase it. Now I'm really going to go probably buy more than what I was going to, uh, because you shared that where can people find your, your new earth apparel and, and grace coffee. Yeah. So new earth is new earth.co. And then we have gracecoffee.com. Gosh.co.com. Can we talk about podcasting for a minute, dude? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Dude, I've I've learned, dude. I, I've learned that podcasting is one of those spaces where it was under it was under it was untreaded territory on my end. I was more about trying to interview people in person. You and I would have been in an event. I would have probably met you in LA at some type of carpet or beneficiary situation, uh, and maybe have interviewed you then, right? Or like a YouTube award show or something. Um, but this is what we're doing now. Right. So I was like, gosh, the alternative is like zoom calls. This is what everybody's doing at the networks to okay. Netflix, to podcasting. Mm -hmm. uh, why did you get into podcasting and launch one? And what's been the best part in my opinion of having such natural conversation where you can just hit the record button and say, you know what, bam, there's an episode. Yeah, man. Well, uh, dude, so I was in Australia. So one of my co-hosts is Zach. And he's, he's from Australia where, uh, where, where Jess is from. So we were, he we were in Australia helping Jess's parents move. He came to help out too. Cause he's, you know, he's a homie and, um, it was us two doing trip. They're like a 40 minute drive from their old house to their new house. And we were doing trips back and forth, like picking some stuff up, dropping it off, going back. And each drive, we noticed that we kind of would touch on a different topic and just talk for the whole like 40 minutes that we were driving. Oh, wow. And 
I was like, dude, this is like, it's kind of like a podcast. <laughs> Our life's and, like a podcast, bro. I was like, we should just like monetize it, you know? <laughs> Listen, bro, that's like, that's actually where your gold ticket is. You just know how to like make the most of everything, literally make money the most of it. And it's not just money, but like, if you're going to do something, right, you got to figure yeah, out some ways to like make it worthwhile and make it worth the living. But to your point, gosh, some of these natural conversations are worth airing. Yeah, man. So, so I literally, we were driving and I go, bro, let's do it now. And on the start of one of the drives, I slapped the dashboard and I was like, I was, I don't know what I, I probably said like relationships or something. I was like, relationships go. And then we just started talking a pretend podcast on this drive. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it was like, it was, it was flawless, bro. no, it was like, it was clean. Effortless, man. Yeah, it was just a really great conversation and then ran it by my wife and ran it by her family when we were eating dinner that night and and this was back in the sun the, the middle of 2019 okay yeah i i would say summer because it's summer here but in australia southern hemisphere it was the winter there <sighs> yeah crazy bro crazy but anyway so then so then we were like we're both really close friends with our buddy chad and we were like dude he would bring so much wisdom and insight to this um just to a podcast and what we're trying to do so we asked him like dude you want to start a podcast and like Within seconds, he was like, yes. <laughs> so right. that started being developed and um, COVID really put like a pause on stuff because mm. we wanted to do it in person and everything like that. And then there's a lot to uh, it. Yeah. And, and we did, um, we, we launched the podcast with iHeartRadio. So that deal was kind of uh, in development. And then, uh, you know, the pandemic pushed that timeline back even more. And then, and then eventually we kind of got a, the green light contracts are signed everything was ready to go and boom and so, now it's out to the world yeah man yeah it's crazy so chad and i are, are, are able to be together in person right now and we film but then we we um zoom zach in or Skype. i love that so yeah. all you can do listen you're gonna make the best of it yeah last topic for you of the of the hour let's go topic of the hour i wanted to bring up this term called effortless Wait, yeah. by the way, is your, your podcast is available on everywhere you can listen to podcasts, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's called Prompt Us. So basically, we, us. yeah, we take topics that the audience submit that are focused around like spirituality, mm. professional life and personal life and how they all, they're not all separate things and they can all benefit each other. And, oh, great. You know, we kind of have just conversations around those topics that are all prompted by uh, listeners of the podcast. Oh, that's perfect. That's that's perfect into this next term I was gonna give you. It's oh, it's the word. I just prompt you. Yeah, you prompted me. There we and go. I'm gonna give you this word. Maybe I prompted oh. you. Effortless. I'm gonna effortless. say it again. Effortless. When you think of the word effortless, essentially, what 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 comes to mind? And then I'll, I'll give you the reason why I brought it up. Um, what comes to mind? I, I th the first thing that's coming to my mind right now is uh, when you're kind of like attacking work that feels effortless, I guess like being in your flow state yeah. term where you just oh, yeah. like are working on something and it's just a natural, like it's just going and, and you're, it's kind of like an out of body experience of you can just work on something and you're in this flow. Some people it's like accounting and they love it. For me, it's like working on a sort of creative thing, whether it's like a song that's just like coming out and working or I'm yeah. working on a video and like I'm editing and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I know exactly the vision for this thing. And I'm like flying through the edit and stuff. So. Yeah, just, I guess, being in your flow state, you know? In your flow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the other flow. That was, that was the first thing. <laughs> I 
You said you're being in your flow. And I'm like, God, the chicks listening to this are probably like F off. Anyway, the reason I'm at flow state, flow flow state. state. Okay. Everybody for the record flow, flow state. Yes. Because I I thought about this yesterday in the shower, literally uh, what was yesterday Thursday, I was in the shower and I was like, God, the word effortless just is something I've been taping on to people that I see doing Mm -hmm. things that they love. And it's something that when I look at someone like you and I'm, and I'm asked how to describe the work that you do. So for example, post this episode that we're going to launch with you. It's like, Oh, what was he like? And how is Gabby? And did you guys have fun and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, well you make things look effortless. And then I remember a lot of people telling me that I make things look effortless either on this show or anytime I've interviewed people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, gosh, but doesn't that all tie back to the fact that you just love what you do? Could be it. You're singing, be it you're acting, you're, you're producing content, you were YouTubing, you're, you're, you're anything that you're doing podcasting now running two businesses, but I, I just wanted to talk about the word effortless because I feel like that's something that it, it can it can happen for a lot of people, right? Your job and your life can yeah. can happen effortlessly. But it goes back to your point just a minute ago, where spiritually, professionally, or personally, it's all one because it's all just you. And I mm-hmm. always tell people in order to build this like effortless trait, I guess, within the work that you do, not only do you have to love it, but you actually have to start telling yourself that that's a part of you as opposed to just something separate. What do you say? Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, f- for me specifically, I'm, I kind of have this co- like conversation in my head a lot of like, where, where actually is my identity? And I know mm. a part of that is this, is, is my work. I mean, it's not, I don't want to put my full identity on my work because that's dangerous, but a part of my identity is being a creative person and trying to create things and Mm. all that stuff and I know and yeah I I agree with you that that really being able to understand like where your identity lies and and for for me I guess like what was given to me as as my identity and how I'm how I'm going to utilize that and those gifts and things that I'm more and maybe like I want to work on something but I'm actually not supposed to be doing that I may it may not be as talented at that as I am as at this other thing, mm. having the self-awareness to discern that stuff and what you should really be focusing your time on and everything. So yeah, I, I kind of like lost track on where your question started. But it's a podcast, so we can lose track. <laughs> we can lose track on everything. Bah, bah. Yeah, right. And 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 listen, we've we've hit a good hour mark, buddy. You you you've shared awesome. a lot. I again, I, the reason I left effortless at the end of our conversation was because you make a lot of what we've covered in this past hour look very effortless. And, and for that, it's like again, why we why we created this show, right? It's it's to be, get a better understanding for what you're doing, why you're doing it. Uh, but dude, thank you, thank you for being here for this, saying yes to me, allowing us to share your story, trusting me with your story first and foremost on this on this show. Uh, you you have a lot going for you. I'm excited. I can't wait to get off the Zoom call and go to those websites and purchase it. Uh, your merch, bro. I'll, I'll rep it here in New York City for you. I'll hold the fort in New Thank York. Thank you, man. Uh, I, I trust it. Let's go. Let's go. Dude. <laughs> you have to, man. Everybody listening, Gabriel, thank you so much again, buddy. Gabriel is on, or Gabby, but I have to tell you, Gabriel, because he's Gabriel content on all your social media platforms. Okay. Give him a follow, a subscribe, show him and Jess some love. The man of the hour, he's got a lot going on right? You got a fun journey to follow once you guys follow him. 
but thank you for giving us the last hour of your time to anybody tuning in. It means the world to me, to the show team, and everyone who makes the show possible, including Gabby. So now it's time to have some real fun, buddy. We're going to go, go and we're going to drop off the podcast and we're going to go to YouTube for a game we like to call Questions of the Hour. So we'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey, it's Justin, and I want to thank you for listening to this episode of the Men of the Hour podcast. Before we go, I would love to hear your thoughts in the rating and review section of the app you're tuning into the show on, as I only want to bring guests to the show and produce episodes that will benefit you in your everyday life. Also, for all the video clips and sneak peek exclusives, check out our Instagram and YouTube channels at Men of the Hour podcast. Until next Monday, when I come back with another great guest, I hope you continue making a positive change for yourself and those around you. 